Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. The woman who poured the alabaster perfume over the head of Jesus Christ shortly before his arrest and crucifixion. It's a wonderful account that's found in three of the four Gospels, and various details are found in one account that may not be found in another, but we can put them all together to get a fuller picture of what took place here. But it was a wonderful act of loving devotion that Jesus commended highly, even though the disciples of Christ, and really I should call them the apostles of Christ, criticized rather strongly. I wonder how many times I have been guilty of criticizing something that Jesus approves of. I wonder how many times in our church people have been critical of things that the Lord has been pleased with. Even the apostles of Christ did not always understand the heart of Christ and the truth of what was taking place. Even the apostles of Christ could be critical of things that ought to have been commended and applauded rather than criticized. Yes, there's far too much criticism that comes from the lips of nearly all of us, I think, And we need to be more careful about that. We may be guilty of criticizing something that the Lord highly approves. But we read in Mark 14, 1, that after two days it was the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by trickery and put him to death. But they said, not during the feast, lest there be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, As he sat at the table, a woman came, having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. That was the act of devotion, a very, very costly act of loving devotion. And we will examine it a little more carefully after I welcome you to this Wednesday, January 3rd edition of the Beacon Broadcast. And thank you for joining us today, and thank you for considering the financial needs that keep this broadcast airing on this station. Well, when she did this, pouring out this very expensive perfume, valued at at least 300 denarii, which would be the annual salary of a common laboring man of that day, So it could be, in our economy today, the equivalent of anywhere from, I suppose, a low of $15,000 to as high as $30,000 or more, depending on on what the wage scale is 
for 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 entry level positions in in the in the location where you live. But any way you look at it, let's take the lowest possible figure in the equivalent of today's economy in America and say it was worth $15,000. Can you imagine taking a flask of perfume that cost $15,000, breaking that valuable gypsum container, the flask that it was in, which in itself was a very expensive container, breaking it and pouring the entire contents over the head and body of Jesus Christ. What an an act of utter love and devotion. And then as soon as you have done that, to start hearing the carping and criticism of the apostles. But that's what happened. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, Why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. They were pretending to be concerned for the poor. And using that as the basis of their criticism, they criticized this woman for for the way she spent this money. Obviously, she could afford it. Obviously, she was wealthy. But they were critical. You shouldn't have spent your money this way. You should have spent it another way. You shouldn't have spent your money by taking this perfume and pouring it out on Christ in one act of, of, of devotion, and then it'll be gone forever. And just think how many poor people could have been helped if you had sold it and, and found poor people who were in need. How far would that have fifteen to $30,000 have gone in helping poor people? It's, um, what should I say? It's easy to criticize others. It's easy to criticize what other people spend their money on. More difficult to properly evaluate our own spending, but so much easier to evaluate the spending of others. Look at them, spending all that money on this or that or the other. We have to watch our tongue. In this case, it was highly inappropriate. And so we're not surprised to find that Jesus rebuked the criticism. Verse 6, but Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do them good, but me you do not always have. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Well, listen to Christ's rebuke. The first thing he says is, why do you trouble her? Why are you criticizing her? Why are you laying a guilt trip upon her? Why are you causing her this this, uh, consternation? What she did was a good work. It was literally a beautiful work done for me. It ought not to be criticized. And there is... Following that statement that what she did Christ was pleased with because he had done it out of loving devotion for her. But there was a very timely correction of verse 7. He said, the poor are always present 
You may help them at any time, but I will not always be present. You need to honor me while you can. Knowing, as he did, that he would shortly be crucified and buried and, of course, rise from the dead and then would go back to heaven. So, the opportunity to do anything significant for him to show their love for him was soon going to be gone forever, as far as his physical presence upon the earth. But poor people, you'll always have, always have, always have. That statement made 2,000 years ago has proved to be true. From then until now, 2,000 years later, in every place, in every society, in every location, there have been and continue to be, and according to the words of Christ, always will be poor people. And following that correction, Christ gave to Mary a deserved commendation. Mary did what she could do. Mary did what she had been enabled to do. Good for her. Mary understood the impending crucifixion. Good for her. Apparently, they didn't. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. She believed the words of Christ that he was going to be crucified. These apostles of Christ found that difficult to believe. Even though they've been told several times they had trouble accepting it, trouble absorbing it, trouble processing it, they had trouble believing it. And here was a woman who heard his words, believed his words, and what she did was come to anoint his body before the act of crucifixion. It would be anointed again, of course, by the spices in his burial, but she's come to anoint him beforehand. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. And so Christ says this deed needs to be remembered. It's going to be remembered. It's going to be memorialized widely. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Mary's deed will be remembered. Mary's deed will be memorialized widely, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world. Now, evidently, the gospel, therefore, includes more than the simple facts of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, because Jesus said, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, this deed is going to be told. Mary's deed is divinely memorialized. How highly Jesus esteemed Mary's deed. How lowly and with critical scorn the apostles of Christ viewed Mary's deed. How hateful the chief priests and scribes viewed Christ. They they didn't. Far from doing any loving act of devotion for him, they were determined to kill him. They wouldn't honor him. They were going to heap the greatest dishonor upon him. And the question is, of these three responses to Jesus Christ, 
which one most characterizes you? Which of the three responses would you most closely resemble? The hated rejection of the religious Jewish, Jewish religious leaders? The callous criticism of the apostles for something that was actually a good thing, but they didn't seem to have the ability to understand that and appreciate that, or the attitude of this woman, who we realize from other accounts was Mary, this woman who devoted such a lavish gift upon Christ that could not help but honor him highly. The very act of doing this demonstrated to everyone who witnessed this how much she loved him, how much she honored him, how much she valued him, far more apparently than most of the others, far more apparently than even his own apostles. She demonstrated her love for him in this way, and Jesus said, don't trouble her, don't criticize her, don't make her feel guilty for doing something that is so wonderful, so beautiful, such a reflection of her devotion and of her faith, and such a rebuke to others who should have appreciated what she did and have done what they could do in a similar way, though they probably couldn't afford to do this, but instead were hard-hearted and callous and critical. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We'll have to wrap this discussion up on the broadcast tomorrow. I trust you'll join me then. Until then, this is Greg Barkman, Bible Teacher on the Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, saying, Good day. May God give you His eternal peace.